Hello, I'm Nicholas Loriman. I'm joined here today by Pilar Shongwe. Pilar, you are going to be joining the Daily Friend today. Um, it's uh, we've got a group of podcasts. You're going to be joining us as a new show. Um, what is your new show called? Yeah, so I'll be joining uh, with a show called Freedom Fanatics. So that's a show that was uh, previously hosted under the Freedom Advocacy Network's banner, but now it's moved over to the Daily Friends banner. So I'll be joining the Daily Friend under uh, or hosting a podcast titled Freedom Fanatics. So before we get into exactly what your show is about, um, let's talk a little bit about who you are and why someone might want to listen to your show. Uh, so firstly, can you just talk about who you are and how you became interested in the world of political podcasting? Sure, absolutely. Um, so yeah, my name is Pilar Shongwe, uh, as you've said. I was born in Ladysmith, KZN. Uh, did all of my uh, schooling in KZN, where I think a lot of my political awakening uh, started. Um, Obviously, a lot of the divide that we still see as a result of apartheid spatial planning was obviously around me as I was growing up. And I obviously questioned that. And I was very curious about why there seemed to be a very uh, minute a group of very wealthy individuals um, that stayed uh, in very close proximity to people who are in you know, ravaging poverty. So that really, really concerned me. And I think, uh, well, obviously in high school, I wasn't as political, uh, politically awake as I was uh, in university, as I suppose is the case with many South Africans uh, and many college students around the world, actually. Um, it, it was only when I got to university, though, that I really started, uh, uh, as it were, communicating some of my political thoughts. Um, and that's when I obviously started doing a lot of research. I got into a lot of um, Marx, uh, Marxian literature, um, a lot of Fanon literature, so from a racial perspective as well, uh, because it did seem to me that a lot of these issues were predominantly racially orientated. Um, so although I could clearly see uh, what Marx was talking about, I could also see what Fanon was talking about. And so I became aligned with the EFF uh, in my first year. Um, but it was then that I started, you know, involving myself in political discussions and a lot of debates uh, in Stellenbosch. I went to Stellenbosch University. I didn't say that earlier. Um, and it's a very, very ripe uh, debating university. So we had a lot of discussions all the time, especially in my residence. Uh, and I very quickly made friends with people who obviously had opposing political viewpoints. Um, and at the time, I, of course, thought that the reason they held those viewpoints was mainly because they had not experienced the kind of things that I had experienced and the kinds of things that my parents had experienced. Because obviously mm -hmm. growing up as a South African, um, you know, you hear some, you know, grueling stories, uh, stories that you know, people just won't believe if you told them. Um, and so, I mean, that's what shaped me as an individual growing up. And when I got to university, I obviously wanted people to see it the way I did so desperately, but they didn't seem to do so. Um, and I was obviously curious to find out why. And these debating sessions were obviously the, you know, the perfect platform for me to find out. Um, so I remained uh, a Marxist throughout my first year and well into my second year. Um, and it was then that I met uh, Tian uh, Alberts, who's a very, very good friend of mine now. I couldn't stand him in my first year, but yeah, he's a great friend of mine now. We started having discussions and he very slowly started changing my mind. He introduced me to Thomas Sowell. Um, and the reason I mentioned Thomas Sowell is, is, is pretty interesting because when I look at my uh, journey and Thomas Sowell's journey, um, they are very, very similar. So Thomas Sowell was born um, in North Carolina, the United States, uh, during the heights of the Great Depression in 1930 um, and during the heights of the Jim Crow system. So not only was there um, a lot of poverty in the United States, there was a lot, there was a lot of racial segregation as well. Um, and so I, I, I took a liking to him, um, naturally just, you know, 
just hearing his story. And I was obviously very interested in some of his views. I disagreed vehemently with a lot of them uh, when I first heard them, but very, very slowly he started seeping into my uh, uh, mind as it were. Um, and I started becoming more and more convinced um, or yeah, uh, convinced of what he was uh, talking about and convinced against what I had initially believed. And that's when I really started being interested in, as it were, trying to dispel some of the myths um, that uh, a lot of people still hold about individualism, for example, about the free markets, for example. Uh, and it was then that I, you know, joined uh, Novomentis and Stellenbosch with my friends, Tian um, and uh, George. Um, yeah, so we started uh, Think Tank um, and we started podcasting. And that's when I, you know, also started podcasting, started chatting to some people, um, had very, very interesting conversations with, among other people, Professor Stan Duplessis, uh, who's the CEO of Stellenbosch University, who I can say very, very proudly changed my mind. He introduced me to uh, Notes from Underground uh, by uh, Dostoevsky um, and Adam Smith's The Theory of Moral Sentiments, which to this day remain two of the most consequential books I've ever read. Um, because like most people, I had read, uh, you know, glimpses of Adam Smith's The Wealth of Nations um, and was taken aback by the supposed individualism and selfishness that he seemed to profess in The Wealth, in, in, in the wealth of Nations. Um, but I very quickly realized after reading The Theory of Moral Sentiments that that was not who Adam Smith was at all. Um, and I think a lot of people are still missing that missing link um, that really makes Adam Smith such a phenomenal thinker. I know this was a rather round and uh, circuitous way of introducing myself, but I think it was important to say that so that, you know, some South Africans who have a similar background and who have similar interests can know that, you know, there are uh, uh, pieces of information out there that have not yet been explore, explored, but that are hugely consequential. It's really fascinating. It's uh, always fascinating to see the story of someone who has gone from sort of essentially one side of the political aisle to another um, yeah. and, and made that journey through through reason and debate, uh, which is always uh, <laughs> the way things things should be done. So that's really interesting. Um, and this podcast, Freedom Fanatics, what is it about and what are you hoping to achieve? Yeah, so it's essentially a podcast that seeks to uh, espouse a lot of the views that I personally hold. Um, so as I briefly mentioned earlier, individualism, uh, free markets, uh, you can add non-racialism into that mix. Um, but essentially, it's about, um, you know, liberal ideas. Um, and I know the word liberal has been tainted nowadays by what many people see in the United States. So I'm definitely not that kind yeah. of liberal. Um, unfortunately, it's become a very tortured term with a lot of abuse. Yeah, yeah, but, unfortunately. Uh, it's original meaning. Yeah, yeah, um, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I am, as it were, a liberal in the classic sense of the word. Um, so yeah, I espouse traditional traditional liberal ideas, free speech, individualism, non-racialism, free markets, etc. Um, and I really want to try and have a conversation with people who are interested in a more academic uh, conversation, but filtered down. So and and you know, an evidence-driven conversation, very well researched, but, you know, delivered so that the ordinary person can uh, can obviously understand it. I often say uh, when I talk to my friends that I'm envious of many, many talents. I'm envious of people who can sing really well. Um, I'm envious of people who can dance really well. I'm envious of people who can act uh, really well. Um, but I'm most envious of people who speak really well, uh, people who are able to relay what are otherwise very complex ideas uh, to a lay audience, uh, included in which are people like myself. And I obviously try to have those conversations uh, with such people uh, as well. Awesome. So what platforms are we going to be able to find you on your podcast on? 
Sure. So on all the traditional uh, social media platforms, we'll be there. We'll be on Ayano uh, as well uh, for audio podcasts for those who wish to um, uh, listen to the podcast instead of seeing my face all the time. Uh, although I, I won't know why they wouldn't want to do that, but I mean, it's it's, it's their choice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, all the traditional social media platforms, you'll find us on YouTube, we'll be on Twitter, we'll be on Facebook. Um, I'll occasionally post uh, snippets of uh, podcasts on LinkedIn. Um, so for my LinkedIn uh, connections, they can obviously hear that as well. Uh, but yeah, you will find us everywhere. It, it, it's a matter of time. Fantastic stuff. Well, I look forward to seeing all of the great stuff you're going to produce. I believe you've already recorded a couple of episodes. And uh, yeah, I'm sure you will be a very exciting and popular addition to the Daily Friends table. I'm very Thank excited you. to be here. Thank you so much, Nick.